Cruise Control streams live every Saturday starting at 10 a.m. Eastern. Watch us live on Facebook and YouTube. Details are in this podcast's episode information. This is Cruise Control. Control. Your on-air automotive magazine with co-hosts Fred Staub and Les Jackson. Control. Everything you need to know about new and used cars. Control. Industry news. We'll fix or repair your car on the air. air. Control. Fasten your seatbelts and let us take the wheel. Your ride is about to begin. Control. Because you're on Cruise Control. Cruise Control. Cruise Control. Yes, indeed. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Welcome to everyone out there. You are indeed on Cruise Control, your on-air automotive magazine. We're here every week. You know us. I'm Les Jackson. That guy is Fred Staub. And as usual, we have some good good information. We have some <laughs> interesting stories. Yep. Uh, we uh, each uh, have an at-the-wheel review at the end of uh, each hour. That's true. So... What do you think? Shall we buckle up and get rolling? I say let's get rolling, Les. And we're going to start this hour with the head of Toyota repeating his view that the future is not necessarily all electric vehicles, that there is room for a range of power for future vehicles, including hydrogen and a whole lot more. So we'll we'll tell you about that. I think it's an interesting and honest uh, assessment of where we're at. It is. It is. Uh, and how much will a fully loaded Maverick set you back uh, if you could find one, which, of course, is a silly thought. <laughs> uh, we found a place that will let you rent one of these cheap uh, for a day. It may not be the color choice you want. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> and there may be a little can, advertising on the side. There might be. A lot of, and, a lot of stickers. But at least you can drive one and see if you like it. Yeah, it's not a bad idea to to rent something that you want to own. And I think that's a good idea. And then we'll talk about Kia. Uh, They have released pricing on their hot, 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 never cooling Telluride SUV. People are waiting in line for these paying over sticker. And whoever thought that would happen to a Kia, Les Jackson, I mean... (laughs) We, we just you don't think it would happen no but it, when it came out now it's three years ago um it was just a hit right yeah, away right off the bat yeah hasn't cooled down and uh we have a talking tech segment this time uh, we're going to talk about external airbags for pedestrian safety and wait a minute is that a story about politicians airbags External that's airbags? Wind, that's windbag. <laughs> okay. All right. So yeah. this is external airbags. We'll tell you about that. Right. Who has put a patent in and... Uh, it's a big puffy. Puffy thing. <laughs> yeah. You know, <laughs> thing on the front of your car. And then uh, we're going to do an As the Tesla Turns follow-up. One government agency says, please don't use your cyber truck as <laughs> if you could get one as a boat. If you recall, yeah. last week we talked about... How it can be used a boat as a boat for a while. <laughs> what a stupid statement. Yeah. And then you're going to have a review, at the wheel review, of uh, a cool Mini, right? Of the uh, 2023 Mini Cooper SE 
electric. Yeah, we'll tell you about that and a whole lot more when we come back on Cruise Control, your on-air automotive magazine. I'm Fred Staub. He is Les Jackson. Check us out at CruiseControlRadio.com. We'll be right back. Cruise Control is your on-air automotive magazine. Check us out at CruiseControlRadio.com. Cruise Control. And welcome back to Cruise Control, your on-air automotive magazine. Fred Staub and Les Jackson with you here, as we always are. Don't forget to check us out on all our social platforms, including uh, YouTube and Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, mm-hmm. all that and more. You know, you and I were talking during the break, Les Jackson, and uh, we were, we're going to do a, a story now on Toyota and the uh, head of Toyota, Akio Toyoda, Y-O-D-A. Right. As the opposed family to, name is Toyoda. Da, uh, as opposed to uh, Toyota, T-O-Y-O-T-A, and we got to thinking, why would you change the name so close? It almost sounds the same when you say it, at least in English. Um, so the the main reason they changed it was T is uh, T in Japanese. Toyota in Japanese uses ten strokes of the pen to write, where Toyota, as we know it, how it's spelled, <laughs> uses eight, and eight is considered a lucky number in uh, in Japanese culture. Whatever works. Yeah. I often wondered that. I was like, well, that's Toyota, Toyota. It's very close. Awfully close. Yeah. Um, Well, but if you think about how many times it's written. Yeah, I guess so. And uh, eight is a lucky number. Like seven is a lucky number uh, here. So, um, so let's talk about what Akio Toyoda said about Toyota. Uh, he had a recent press conference, and he was talking about recent regis- uh, uh, recent legislation, state of California, New York, some others, talking about getting rid of new or not selling new internal combustion engines by 2030. And he really gave a great response to this. I mean... You and I probably, of many automotive journalists, we are pretty positive on electric vehicles, right? But well, we are, but we we are very aware of what the limit current limitations are. Oh, the you, current, I no, love no pun intended. I love the pun, though. I do, yeah. I do love the pun. Um, but uh, yeah, and the cars are great; they drive well. They could use more range. And certainly the biggest thing is recharging them takes too long and yep. hard to find. And, uh, and makes hard it to find an empty one. Hard, you do find or a one. working one. Sometimes you can find <laughs> an empty one, yeah. but, but it's not working. So you drive all this way to uh, get to the charger, and then it's not working. So, so yep. Those are the big problems. Uh, when they can give you 400 miles of range and charge it up just in the same roughly time frame as you would a gas car, I think I think people would really die. And the price, though, the price also right well, now, the price. But that you, will, you know, but that'll come down. That just will adjust. As the price of of uh, cell phone batteries came down, uh, and cell phones keep coming in, down in general. Yeah. Um, so, you know that. I think will happen before everything else happens. Yeah. 
uh, but none of this is going to happen tomorrow. It's and, it's going to uh, it's going to be fifteen years away. It, yeah, not by twenty thirty. I don't think. I really don't. But uh, let's get to some of his quotes. This is uh, Akio Toyota. Realistically speaking, he says it seems rather difficult to really achieve these goals. Meaning by twenty thirty, just selling electric vehicles. He said in a roundtable interview with Reuters. But just like the fully autonomous cars that we are all supposed to be driving by now, battery electric vehicles are just going to take longer to become mainstream uh, than the media would like us to believe. And um, I think that's fair. I mean, I, they're hyping them, you know, and I local news drives me crazy because they, <laughs> they just say stuff that's they, it's it's wrong. And yeah. and it's it's just, you know, it's like a, a crazy it's like. Just jumping to a full conclusion. Well, the electric it's, cars are available for sale, so that's fine. Yep, there you are. Um, but he sees a, a future as battery electric vehicles, plug-in hybrid electric vehicles, hydrogen cell vehicles. Um, and I, I think that is certainly the better approach. All will be cleaner. All will be more efficient, right? Oh, absolutely. Or you won't be able to, to buy them. Yeah. I mean, look at look at what I drove and I'm going to review later on. I had a RAV4 all-wheel drive uh CUV and it got 40 miles to the gallon easily. You know, that that's great. Which is that's terrific, especially yeah. these days where gas is, you know, 350 a gallon or more. Yeah. Well, we'll talk more about uh, what the head of Toyota said, and we'll kick it around a little bit more when we come back on Cruise Control. Also coming up, we'll tell you about Ford Maverick, that mini pickup truck that's super hot, and the Kia Telluride, that big (laughs) SUV that's super hot. So super hot vehicles coming up on Cruise Control. Cruise Control. Welcome back. Welcome back to Cruise Control. Les and Fred here. And we were talking before the break about Toyota's head guy, uh, Akio Toyoda. Yeah. And uh, he's uh, kind of bristled a few uh, a few neck hairs on the, uh, <laughs> on, the on the auto industry. Oh, uh, man, by, my neck hairs. <laughs> yes. Now that, whatever, you know, the... the the stuff on back, the back there, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> stands up when you. Um, anyway, uh, and we agree with him. We we said that that you know things are not happening overnight. And what I really like uh, about his his summing up of the issue, um, before we talk about a battery they're working on, he said that the auto industry is like a container ship. It takes a long time to change direction and doesn't cope particularly well with sudden changes. Yeah. And that we've covered this industry for 30 years. And boy, is that true? I agree. I agree. And I think it's done a lot to change. Uh, I think cars and trucks are some of the most improved products out there, you know, compared to. I mean, I, I'll give you an the example. Exception of one manufacturer. Well, yeah, well, we'll, we'll get into that <laughs> oh, later. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I'll get. I'll tell you this. I mean, I I had my window open yesterday, and I went by, and there was a guy that is an old Volvo in town, in nice shape. 
He was sitting there idling. As I went past his car, I could smell it compared yep. to the other ones. Sure. And uh, I thought, you don't you you don't smell really any exhaust unless it's uh, you know no. something that's not running correctly today, but. This car, I could smell it as I came by it, and as I drove off, I could still smell it. So they're much improved. But uh, let's talk a little bit about uh, Toyota and solid-state batteries. This would be amazing. Basically, a solid-state battery is what, a capacitor, would you call it? Well, it it could be a capacitor. It could just be uh, a quantum effect. Uh, it's like a think of a transistor, but mm-hmm. but instead of amplifying signals, it it could actually hold energy. What what would it mean in a sense that it, it could be charged faster? It could it would be charged virtually instantaneously, and it would uh, also probably never lose its charge as it got older, right? Less- probably not. Again, I think it would have depend on how it's used and how it's abused actually yeah and um, but it's it's a real it's like it, it's the equivalent of the change in computers from hard drives to ssd wow drives. <laughs> that that was a great change massive <laughs> massive you don't have to wait for a, a, a eternity for your your uh you know yeah um computer to boot up so and that uh, that will be the difference and, and toyota has 1331 <laughs> solid state battery patents right so before anyone goes getting their neck hairs twisted into a knot and yeah. says toyota's doing nothing they're 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 against electric vehicles and they just want to make big trucks or something like that don't get it twisted because they're working on a technology that could Potentially, if you can, you know, pull in somewhere, you stick a, a socket in the back of your vehicle and yep. almost instantaneously you're charged, completely charged with. That's right. I Before mean, Before you can go in uh, to the, you know, to the service center and use the bathroom and get a cup of coffee, it's charged and ready to go. I'll tell you this. How about this? You drive past something like an easy pass, like what we have in the Northeast. (laughs) Inductive. At at 60 miles an hour, and boom, your vehicle's charged, and you're automatically... I'm living yes. in the, I'm living I, in a future. I world. actually calculated that what the magnetic field would have to be. Uh huh. And the problem is, it would lift the car. <laughs> it's as, a great idea as an as an added bonus. Okay, well, even yeah. if even if what about this? Even if you just pulled off to the road, you're all kind of like a way station, like a truck. Yeah. And yeah. and yeah. you pull up, and they're like, stop the vehicle, and you're you're charged up and off you go what about that that's right that i i can see that happening yeah so don't say that toyota's not working on this i think they no. feel the current state it's sort of like many companies they see the current technology and then they don't invest in that they're like we're going to look at what people do with this what mistakes they make and we're going to come out with something better if yeah, they I mean, do that you, you they, know, they'll those, own the auto industry they really those will. are a decision you know it, it, the decisions that you make in this kind of thing you know reflect billions and billions of dollars you you can't afford to 
screw up. I'm I'm more I, I'm very excited now about the solid state batteries because I think that would me really, too really you know. But keep in mind too, energy has to be made somehow that electricity. So <laughs> exactly, yeah. Well, let, let's. <laughs> One way is regenerative braking, coasting down hills, and we'll talk about that later. Yes, absolutely. So um, let's move on to the Ford Maverick. Maverick is a small pickup truck. It was sold elsewhere in the world. They brought it to the U.S. and they have a runaway hit. Problem is, they can't <laughs> they, they can't build them fast enough. So the order books open up in September. They're closed, you know, September 15th. Let's say they're closed by the end of September, right? Right. That's got to be annoying. But um, there, there's a little bit of a price hike on the 2023 uh, Ford Maverick. No surprise there. Uh, and uh, the 2023 XLT and Lariat models are priced from 24455 and 27955 It's still... Still pretty reasonable. For any vehicle, if you can get away under that. Yeah. More power, of course, the 250 horsepower, two-liter EcoBoost engine. That's a pretty big step up of $2,220. Remember, too, that that is that takes the hybrid system out, right? That is no longer right. a hybrid. Right. Now, it's it's still economical, but it's not a hybrid. Yeah. Yeah, and then they have the Tremor package, which is sort of their off-road uh, high-end package. So if you tick all the boxes, get the Tremor package and all the uh, the add-ons, I think you're looking at somewhere around $36,000 for a Ford Maverick. Yeah, well, you're looking at that anyway. <laughs> <laughs> yes. If you, if you can find one to buy. Yeah, that's the problem. If you can't find one to buy, what does it matter? But let's say you want to drive one, Les Jackson. You just can't find one on the dealer lots. They don't even have a demo. They're selling them all out. Well, uh, a Ford Maverick was spotted at the U-Haul lot, at a U-Haul lot in Florida. Of course, it is the base, 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 base model. Uh, and it's got the U-Haul graphics on the side. But for nineteen ninety-five a day in town, you can drive one and check it out. You can even haul crap around in it. I recommend you do that. Uh, if you have any interest in one, I had one for a week, uh-huh. uh, as we get uh, for our test cars. And it was thoroughly enjoyable. Wow. And it had enough room for storage and it had... Uh, Plenty. And it was a nice interior, and yeah, yep, very nice, uh, different, uh, different color interior, um, quiet, smooth. And you had the hybrid, I guess, right? I the had the hybrid, hybrid model. right? Yeah, I drove it over two hundred miles. Yeah, a lot of people are wondering when they'll do the hybrid with all-wheel drive, and I think that's a good question because that would be a nice setup. <laughs> I, 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 no, they're not going to do anything until they can <laughs> sell you one. Make, yeah. I mean, they've got, what, a quarter million orders? Something uh, like that. They have to fill. You know, the hybrid gets great mileage. Uh, 42 miles per gallon city, 33 yeah. highway, 37 combined. That's that's pretty amazing. As as you might remember, when I reviewed it, I, I got uh, like 44. That's crazy. That's crazy yeah. in a great, good way. So 
Hey, when we come back, we got plenty more to go. We're going to tell you about Kia pricing out its full-size Telluride. We got the numbers on that. We're going to talk tech about pedestrian safety. And Les is going to have an at-the-wheel review of the Mini Electric. So stay tuned. We are live every Saturday at 10 a.m. Eastern. Watch us on Facebook and YouTube. Details are in this podcast's episode information. Cruise Control. And welcome back to Cruise Control, your on-air automotive magazine. Fred Staub and Les Jackson, we are glad you're along for the ride. Uh, Let's get into the vehicle that has basically ignited a fire <laughs> in, in at Kia America uh, yep. as uh, our friend James Bell from Kia says I wish every vehicle was a Kia Telluride that we sell because we just it, I I think this is one of the first vehicles that became so popular that people just you know they just can't get enough of it they can't get it and they're willing to do anything to get it, but, but I mean, they're yeah, the orders uh, are exceeding the production capacity. Yeah, uh, which is never good for striking a deal. No, no. Um, so if you can get one, uh, and that, that's the problem. Everybody interested in these that size of SUV wants one. Yeah, and you um, know they start for a large vehicle. They start. At thirty-five thousand six ninety for front-wheel drive Telluride LX, that's amazing for that big a vehicle. I have to it say, it is it is quite reasonable for big. Yeah. Uh, it, however, it, uh, if you want all-wheel drive, thirty-seven thousand six ninety, not bad. And it's interesting. I've seen some of these uh, less. Uh, you know, more basic models of Telluride's lately. I guess um, initially you couldn't get the the base model. It just, you know, people wanted to move on up. And you would move up into the S model for 37590 for the front-wheel drive, all-wheel drive, uh, which is interesting. If this is correct, all-wheel drive says it's 35590 It's less... <laughs> that might be a mistake on the part of Kia because this is coming right off there. Yeah, that. Uh, I don't know why all-wheel drive would be less, but anyway, uh, Telluride EX forty-one thousand uh, two hundred ninety dollars, forty-three thousand uh, two ninety for all-wheel drive, and you can get the X line. X line is their uh, more robust-looking model. Uh, like uh, many manufacturers have done this, they're uh, they've taken these near off roaders and made them a little bit more off road, like uh, Subaru Wilderness. They've raised it up a little bit. Um, that would be still pretty affordable for a large vehicle. X line all wheel drive, forty five thousand four eighty five. When you're up into this EX category, remember Kia does a great job of of you know putting just about everything into these vehicles. So if you're up in a EX category and just uh, kind of, uh, well, you're below 45000 if you don't get the X-Line, you've got a pretty well-equipped vehicle, don't you? Pretty much anything you can you would think of that you would want. Um, beyond that, there are just a lot of 
gadgets and gigas and doodads that that uh, most people don't feel they need, but uh, and trim items. And if you, but if you want to go higher, we can. There's the SX Prestige. Yeah, that's the top of the range. Only in all-wheel drive. Right. And uh, X-Line all-wheel drive SX Prestige. Uh, And then X-Pro all-wheel drive, (laughs) $52,785. Still, large vehicle, but not uh, that's not terrible these days. Uh, Also, you have to add in $1,335 destination on these. Uh, on all these prices. That's right. Um, yeah, be be ready for sticker shock. Um, be, and you're not going to get it for that price anyway because they're in demand uh, plus the chip shortage. So the dealers are going to be tacking on three, four, five thousand dollars at least uh, because they can. Because they can, and people are willing to pay it. So if they're willing to pay yeah. it, you know. Let's talk a little tech. Um, this involves front airbags. Uh, Ford's got a uh, patent. This is from CarBuzz. They have their their uh, actually it was discovered by Motor Authority, but the article was in CarBuzz. Right. Uh, and they uh, are talking about uh, pedestrian airbags. Now, about ten years ago, Volvo debuted a pedestrian airbag, and I believe Saab did too, where it would blow up under the hood and tilt the hood up, you know, like, so, so to make it sort of like you wouldn't smash into the windshield, it was like a, you know what it's like? It's like, you would know this, like an aircraft uh, carrier blast shield. It comes up like this. comes up. And then it folds down. Now, bear in mind that if it has to come up, the car is, has, is hitting you. Yeah. But instead of, you know, breaking your knees and and you slamming against the hood, it it props you up and like keeps deflector. you alive. Like a deflector. Yeah. Yeah. It will not be a pleasant thing. No. Uh, and even this system, which involves airbags externally that will blow out and and cushion the hood and, and all that, um, they say it will reduce injuries by 40%. Which, if you have to be injured, I'll take any reduction. <laughs> Absolutely. But um, this is for Ford. They're, they're talking about with trucks. Now, remember, you say, well, why? First off, wouldn't wouldn't the truck break for a pedestrian? Could. Ford if you is, see it. Ford is also uh, looking into technology with Bluetooth. It senses the Bluetooth and the phone and, you know, will stop the vehicle. Um, but... Sometimes things don't work. You know, I've been in vehicles, it's raining, and it says the front sensor is obscured, you know, not available at this time. So uh, this would basically inflate around the front of the hood. And you say, well, why, you know, why don't we make them all slanted in the front? Well, that would, you know, that affects things like aerodynamics and all that and design. So they want to keep the design in the cars, but keep them from damaging pedestrians that walk out in front of you, right? Absolutely. Um, Still upwards around 8,000 pedestrians every year are killed um, by being hit or walking into or in front of a vehicle. So, you know, this is a big deal. Yeah. Uh, Do you think it's something we'll see mandated down the line? 
I believe so. I know that NHTSA, uh, National Highway Traffic Safety Administration, is looking into that, um, just as they are any other safety device, mm-hmm. uh, such as noise generators for electric cars, mm-hmm. so that when they're making a turn, oh, uh, speaking of which, um, you know, you a pedestrian can hear them. Otherwise, you know, they don't hear the electric car. Oh, that's right? a that's a real thing, even if you're not uh, visually or or hearing impaired. And the next thing to go um, is right turn on red. Oh, you think they might stop it? Uh, they're gonna stop it. Uh, all all European countries have stopped it. Really interesting. And the reason is the density of pedestrians these days. Mm-hmm. Um, you, you know where? What corner have you gone to to make a right where there wasn't a pedestrian, either walking across against the light or even with the light? You know what we and have here. This is bizarre. Self-entitled pedestrians that walk oh, out yes, in the middle of the street, of course, don't yes. look, think like you know they just pop out between two cars in the middle of the street and expect you to somehow, you know, deploy your bat shoot and stop. That's right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, so, right turn on red was wonderful for thirty, forty, thirty to forty years, but. It doesn't work anymore. Well, um, and and the idea was that it would save gas because you wouldn't be sitting there and keep and keep traffic moving. But it traffic isn't moving because you have to wait for the pedestrian, who knows that that nationally pedestrians on the road surface have the right of way no matter where they are, whether they're at a crosswalk or not. Mm-hmm. You have to stop. Interesting. Hey, let's get to our As the Tesla Turns (laughs) follow-up. Oh, boy. This is – so basically this comes from the Washington State Department of Natural Resources. They issued a warning on Twitter cautioning Tesla fans and prospective owners against using the Cybertruck as a boat. (laughs) Not that anyone can, but, well, of course, we – this was a must statement last week where he said it's waterproof enough to serve briefly as a boat so you can cross rivers, lakes, and even seas that aren't too choppy. Crossing a sea is not brief, (laughs) Uh, I would say. Uh, So the agency in Washington State said, our derelict vessel crews are begging you to understand that anything that serves briefly (laughs) as a boat should not be used as a boat. This was accompanied Uh, by an image of a stranded vehicle trapped in flooded waters so <laughs> it's there it's just it. so silly well here's what's not silly we've got an at the wheel review coming up les jackson is at the wheel of the mini se electric that's going to be coming up after the break so stay tuned for more cruise control cruise control Check us out at CruiseControlRadio.com. Cruise Control. Hey, welcome back to Cruise Control. As promised, uh, I'm going to give an at-the-wheel review of the 2023 Mini Cooper SE Electric. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, now, Fred, uh, going back in our memories, uh, <laughs> about, about 12 years or so, we were at an event up in the uh, Poconos uh, called Spring Break, and Toyota, uh, Toyota uh, Mini unveiled their electric Mini, their prototype. Prototype, yeah. It had, and as it, I recall, you were driving. Yeah. And we went up the steep hill. Right. And then we turned around. And we're headed down, and when you when you lifted off of the accelerator, we both actually thought the brakes had had locked themselves on. Yes, um, yeah, we, heavy dece- heavy uh, regenerative brake, heavy deceleration. I mean, we were thrown forward. It was not pleasant. Also, the battery took up the whole rear seat. It, it was, did. It was like a shelf back there and a yeah. gigantic battery. So anyway, I took uh, took charge of this uh, this mini. All minis are a hoot to drive. Yeah, they all have that in their it, DNA. It, you know, short wheelbase, great acceleration, um, spectacular handling. Um, so I jumped in. I've driven minis, and, you know, and we don't read owner's manuals because because we're just familiar with all these cars. So I jumped in, ran right out into traffic. Uh, by the way, this this one is white, silver, metallic, nice, nice color, uh, with a with a cloth leatherette, light chocolate interior. Sounds tasty. Well, you know, think of a mini just. Just that shape and that look with all that. It was, everybody noticed it. Uh, anyway, I jumped out in traffic and the light ahead uh, was turned red. And so I decided to slow down <laughs> and let go of the gas. Guess what? Same thing. <laughs> uh, it. I mean, I just thought, oh, come on. You can they, shut that off. There's a paddle for it. I believe a paddle. Well, yes, but there also uh, there's another way, uh, and that is you now have three, three and a half driving levels. Okay. So there's sport, mild, green, and green star. Green okay. star is just star for the day. More green. <laughs> so if you put it on on uh, mild, it cuts that regenerative braking by about two-thirds. Oh, that's pretty aggressive. So it's kind of, kind of like a, a regular electric car. So I had to do that because, wow. Um, now, the reason they do it the other way is because the battery is uh, <laughs> not very big and it's got uh, a range of 110 miles. Wow. So and that is like the early compliance cars, basically. It's yeah, but this is 2022. I agree. So uh, I said, well, that can't be. It's 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 got 110 miles left uh, from when they delivered it from Baltimore. No, it has 110 miles. Um, and I I happened to be visiting uh, a friend down in. Um, Fredericksburg, Virginia, which is 45 miles yeah, that's... from from D.C. here. And I drove down, and I barely made it back. Wow. Did you I have mean, to it, charge? It was worrisome. 
You didn't charge. You didn't. Yeah. No. And I mean, I had like eight miles left. Now, where did you charge it? Did you? Well, there's the other thing. I've been getting a lot of electrics, so I know where some some uh, charge point and EV go chargers are. Right. Um, And but uh, in this one, I just charged it on my in my house, one twenty volt overnight. Yeah, um, and, and it only it only does three miles of driving per hour. Yeah, three to five twenty volts. It's about twelve amps. Is yeah, all it's taking. So yep. you need to put it on a charge uh, system. And I uh, there's a, an apartment building behind me, and they have one charger. And I called their management. They said, "It's not sure. Plug it in." And I left it on. Uh, and that's a level two. It's not even a level three. So now you're so getting 12 to 20 miles. You're getting 14 kilowatts uh, as opposed to 38 kilowatts okay. or more. So it, you know, I left it on five hours. I didn't want to, you know, hog the thing all night. So I got it back up to like 90 miles. That became, for the for the week I had it, that became kind of a daily thing. Yeah. No, I and I agree it was with you. Irritating. Yeah, yeah, I agree with you. Uh, I've had that feeling where I've taken some like a hundred mile trip, and I'm always thinking about it. You know, yeah, it, it well, really. And this was on a vehicle that had 260 miles. You know, you still yeah, think so, about it. And this, you're just going. Who are they marketing this thing to? Uh, now, the good news is the 2024s, which will go on sale next year, will have a 250 range battery. Yeah, that is that is the floor, basically, for me, as but, far as uh, you know, electric Why are vehicle. they bothering with this right now? I, it seems to me that this can turn off people. Well, I think it's kind of still a compliance car. Remember where you had certain yeah. states uh, had had that? You had the uh, Fiat 500 with 80 miles, 90 miles. <laughs> that's, that's right. Yeah. Um, which, was, which is fine yeah. if, hey, if you say, hey, I need to go to the train station every day and the train station sure. is three, four miles away. Right. The metro station here is three miles away. That'd be you know, just great. By the way, let me just quickly uh, talk about it. It's really fun to drive. Oh, yeah. It, you know, it's a mini, and you put an electric motor in there. It just goes like the hammers of hell when you stand on it. I would autocross uh, it. That would be oh, great yeah. for autocrossing because it has it all would. the weight down low, and it has instant instant acceleration. Instant power. Yeah. Um, this come, came with the driver assistance package, which is a bunch of stuff, parking assistance, Heads-up display, which I love. Um, E-drive, so you can use just the gas pedal. I like that. Uh, Are you a one-peddler? For traffic, Uh, traffic, yes. but uh, I'm a one-peddler. I'll fall into that. Yep. Um, Remote services, which I never quite understood what that was. Um, A bunch of other uh, nice things. And everything else in the car w- was included in the price. That was This was a $950 option. So it's got a heat pump, typical of electric. So you have instant heat, instant air conditioning. Uh, fast charging is included if you can find a fast charger, uh, as is Sirius uh, XM. Okay. 
uh, and a beautiful Harman Kardon uh, stereo system, real nice. Um, also, uh, you you know you you if you're charging at home and you have a, a home charger, your fuel costs for driving twelve thousand miles a year will be six hundred and fifty dollars. <laughs> That's great. You, that means in five years. They figure you save almost five thousand dollars in fuel costs over a regular car. Mm. That's assuming you're charging at home. If you're charging at a at a charge spot that isn't free, mm-hmm. uh, you're paying about three times the electric rate. Wow! So, but that's you know it's a business. Yeah. Um, I you know you got to drive a mini to appreciate a mini. They're just fun. Uh, Everybody smiles. What's the uh, price, I would say? Okay, not bad, not bad. Everything, including the $850 destination charge, which is at least not insulting, is $35,700. Not bad for an electric car. Plus, you can not still bad. get, can you still get the um, federal I th- discount? I think so, Mini? because Mini is Mini. It's not. BMW, w. you know, for those purposes. So yeah, I think so. Should be twenty-eight. That's a fun car for twenty-eight thousand dollars. It is. Hey, we thank you for that at the wheel review. Time for me to say I'm Fred Staub. I'm Les Jackson. We're gonna see you down the road. Bye. Cruise Control streams live every Saturday, starting at ten a.m. Eastern. Watch us live on Facebook and YouTube. Details are in this podcast's episode information.